Welcome to Awareness for Everyone, an exploration of conscious reality creation and living the best lives we can for ourselves. I am MJ Bleehart, writer, blogger, editor, and 21st century philosopher. This is episode 129, Why Do What You Do. All of us do things for one reason or another. Sometimes the reason behind it is super, super clear, but other times why we do things is a little more abstract. But one of the biggest issues that I run into is, am I doing what I'm doing for me or am I doing it for somebody else? This is really important because for a long time in my earlier years, probably in my 20s and 30s primarily, I did a lot of what I did for the impression I made on other people because I wanted people to like me. I wanted people to want me around because this was my approach, because this was so damned important to me. I did a lot of what I did in order to impress other people and in order to make it so that they wanted me to be there with them so I would say things and do things and act in certain ways that I knew made people want to keep me around. They wanted to pay attention to me. They wanted me to be a part of their lives. And as such, they were a part of mine. When it came to myself and getting into shape, to some degree, this was about the impression I made on other people. And part of that came from messages I received in my youth when people who were very well-meaning would oftentimes make a big deal about my weight. Look, I was a fat kid. I'm a fat kid now. You want to get really technical, I'm just a really big kid at this point, age-wise. But (laughs) I was always heavier set. I've always been super, super active, but I've always been overweight. This has been my life thing. I am working much more actively to do something about that right now, and that's for me. And I'm going to get into that a bit more going forward here. But in my 20s and 30s, and before that even, it wasn't as much about me as about the impression I made on other people. And well-meaning people, friends and family primarily, oftentimes used my weight for bribery. I mean, for example, when I was 13, I wanted contact lenses. And I was tired of my glasses. I wanted contacts. Now, I had to get gas permeable lenses because of the nature of my vision, but that's neither here nor there. To get those contacts, my grandfather said to me, all right, I'll buy you contacts, but you got to lose 20 pounds first. So I took that bribery, lost the weight, and got my contacts. I then went and put the weight back on, and the yo-yo continued. Now, now I do what I do for me. I am in the process of doing better and becoming healthier because I am now 49 years old. I would like very much not to deal with certain health issues that will only get exacerbated by my age after I turn 50. I want to be able to take care of this. Heart disease runs in my family on both sides. I am genetically predisposed to high cholesterol. I have to deal with an A1C that's elevated just to the point of almost being diabetic. And I want to be careful because I don't want to cross that line. I don't want to go into type 2 diabetes. I do not want the heart disease issues that could very easily crop up. So I am going to take care of this now. So I'm doing these things I do for me. I am very comfortable in my skin. I am comfortable on the impression I make on other people because I know who I am, both who I am physically and emotionally. But I also 
want to be better than I am. I desire to grow and change and evolve. And that is a big part about this too. So why does who you do what you do for matter? Here's one of the biggest things that's very hard for us all to accept because we're taught to put others before us and we're taught to think about the greater good and to look at other people. And that's important. You want to be kind, compassionate, empathetic, but not to the exclusion of yourself. However, any impression that you make on anybody else is outside of your control. What and how people think of you is not something you can do anything at all about. You have no control over the impression that you make on other people. And yet, lots and lots of people do the things they do specifically to make impressions. People who, they don't just buy the car because it's the car they desire to have. They buy it because it's a status symbol. They wear the most expensive fashion because status symbol. They're trying to impress other people. They're doing the thing that they do because they think that it will do well for them and buy them and help other people see them in a different light and make an impression on them. And yet we have no control over that whatsoever. People see you how they see you. And they might be one way to your face and another behind your back. It's very hard to see that, but come on, we all do it. Whether I like it or not, I gossip. It's what I do. We talk about the people we care about and sometimes not in the best light or not in the nicest way. And it's not necessarily malicious. It's just the nature of the beast. It's how we do it. We talk about them. It's what we do. And before we know it, we're saying things about them that are less than complimentary. And some of that is based on the impression they've made of us. And no matter how much they may be trying to make a good impression on us, we might see through it. It might be very clear that it's a facade. Or we're talking about something that has nothing to do with that. And we have no control on that end of how other people think and talk about us. I might make an impression on you one way and you might react to me to my face one way, but before long, you're doing something else and saying something else to somebody else, or you might just be nodding and smiling to get me out of your face. I don't know, and I have no control over that. Yet, we put so much importance on our appearances and how other people react to us, and what ends up happening is the more we do this, along the way, we lose sight of ourselves, and then we develop these habits that don't serve us. And the next thing you know, you're doing these things that you stop eventually and go, what the hell is this about? Why am I doing this? This isn't me. I don't care about this stuff. And yet, it's extremely difficult to walk away from because we do live in a world with other people. But what this boils down to is practicing mindfulness. When you know why you do what you do, you get to know yourself. And to know that, you need to know yourself. It begins with knowing you. Mindfulness is begun by your sensory input. It's the way you react to and take in the world around you via your senses. What you see, what you smell, the things you hear, the taste, the touch, the general sense you get of things and people via your sixth sense. That 
is the beginning of mindfulness. But then once that stuff comes in, you process it. And that's where your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions come into play. Once you become aware of your thoughts, feelings, actions, and intentions, you gain the ability to work with this stuff and really get to know yourself because there is nobody but you in your heart, head, and mind. You're it. Nobody else is there with you. And no matter how much you give and how much you share, nobody else is inside of you with you. You're all on your own. And so there's going to be a limit to just how much people know about you. To do this, to really work with mindfulness, it's really important to understand certain key truths that we need to recognize and acknowledge for what they are. I've thought about this a lot lately, and I just want to give these in the most succinct way I can. These are the the three truths I want to put out there, because this is true as far as I know for absolutely everybody. Truth the first, the only one in your head is you. Doesn't matter what other people tell you, you're it. You're the only one processing everything that's in there. Truth the second, you have ultimate control of your mindset, headspace, psyche, self. That is what mindfulness provides you with. It makes you aware of yourself and what you're thinking, what and how you're feeling, what you're doing, and why you're doing it. That's where the connection is. And then, finally, the third thing is your ego loves comfort and abhors change. Our ego is the bridge between us within and us without. On the one hand, the ego bridges the distance between the conscious and the subconscious self. On the other hand, it's also the impression we put out to the world at large. That's often the ego. I'm not necessarily talking about the Freudian take on ego, id, and superego. What I'm talking about here is this general idea of yourself and who you believe yourself to be and the person that you've created in your mind for yourself. That person tends not to be exactly within your conscious mind nor within your subconscious mind. That's your ego, and it exists between those points, and it's who you project yourself out to be to the rest of the world. Recognizing that you're the only one in your head, recognizing that you ultimately have control over your mindset, headspace, psyche, and that your ego loves comfort and abhors change is how you begin with mindfulness. And mindfulness is how you recognize why you do what you do. When you're consciously aware here and now, you gain the ability to really understand all of it and really know not just the outer world, but your inner world and your place in it. But, and here's an important thing, While we look at why we do what we do, it is still important, even when we put the focus on ourselves and self-care and taking care of ourselves, that we practice kindness, compassion, and empathy. It's particularly important that you start by being kind, compassionate, and empathetic to yourself, because it's super easy not to be. It's way too easy to be unkind to yourself, to not treat yourself with proper respect, to give yourself due worth and value. And being kind and compassionate and empathetic is great on the outside world. It's necessary. 
the current situation in the world where there are so many people being horrifically unkind and people being just ugly and mean and I just I don't get it. I don't know what's going on out there. But we have this world where people just don't seem to care. A little kindness, a little compassion, and a little empathy is not a weakness. It, in fact, strengthens you and empowers you, and it makes you stronger. And it makes it easier for you to interact with people because you're able to understand them and empathize and be kind because that's what you want. Kindness, compassion, empathy. Why you do what you do should be tied to this in that you need to recognize where you desire deserve and are worthy of kindness, compassion, and empathy, but also should give it to others. That's not to the idea that you're a pushover or that you're letting people get away with shit that they just shouldn't be getting away with because there are people who will use that against you like a weapon. Them you need to be conscientious of and be mindful of. More than anything, avoid them. You don't want to give them back what they're giving you. You just don't want to give them anything. Step away. But... For the most part, what you really want is kindness, compassion, and empathy towards other people. And why you do what you do begins with your self-knowledge and self-care and self-awareness. But in doing what you do, it should not be unkind. It should not be selfish. It should not cause hurt or harm to anybody else. The messages of lack, scarcity, and insufficiency that dominate our world are false. There are always resources, there are always options, there are always choices to be found. 99% of the limitations, I believe, are bull. They're made up. They're artificial. They're not actually limited. But we believe they are because that's what a lot of those in power prefer us to believe, because then they disempower us and can take control. Being aware of why you do what you do and doing what you do for you matters because that's how you can be a better person and do better for others. Because if you don't have any fuel in your tank, how do you expect to give anything to anybody else? You really can't. It's difficult, if not impossible, to do. I know that this isn't easy, and I know that God knows I screwed up on a regular basis. I am not perfect, and I've made some really interesting mistakes along the way. I am always growing and always learning, and the why of doing what I do has changed because sometimes what I thought I wanted isn't what I actually desire, so I change what I do and why I do it. And you have that power, no matter what anybody tells you. You are empowered, you are worthy, and you are deserving. So recognizing why you do what you do is not something you should neglect because when you know it, you can give more, not just to yourself, but to the world at large. Thank you for joining me for Awareness for Everyone and sharing in this exploration of conscious reality creation and living the best lives we can for ourselves. If you have any questions or comments, please go ahead and send me an email at author at mjbleehart.com. You can also follow me via Instagram and Twitter at mjbleehart and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to Fee Mahoney. She is the artist who created my cover art. If you are interested in commissioning work from her, drop her an email at veinsofink2017 at gmail.com. And also check out her art at her Etsy shop, Talia's Inspirations. 
please visit my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn, at titaniumdawn.com, my articles at mjbleehart.medium.com, and my various published books on Amazon. Thank you. And I hope that you are discovering how awareness for everyone begins with you and me, and really is something that we can practice to live more fully and improve our lives. Thank you.